listener, and welcome back to another episode of We Read It One Night, the podcast where two sisters chat about the romance novels that changed our lives. You asked, begged, and pleaded, and we answered. Here's part two of Eclipse by Stephanie Meyer. We're getting everybody's backstories today, and you guessed it, Jacob is worse than ever. Also, Taylor Swift may be gay. Drop us a rating and review. Don't forget to send in your listener suggestions and enjoy the show. Hello. Hello. I have come prepared with an intro topic to talk about today. Comes to mind because Leah Clearwater in this book is very gay. And after I finished reading the book, I came upon a TikTok about gay Taylor Swift. And so Gaylor, I yeah, Gaylors. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm I'm saying gay Taylor Swift for the people not familiar with the lingo. <laughs> yes, called the Gaylers. And I would just like to like emphasize how much that's definitely true. Like she's bisexual. She's not gay. She's bisexual. I believe that she actually likes Joe Allen. But I also firmly believe that she dated Carly Kloss. And I also firmly believe that she's like already come out via her music but because the straights and this is what the tiktok said the straights like don't know gay subculture and like gay language like there's like symbols and like words that like you only know if you're like part of the queer subculture they know because they're being told but they just don't want to hear it (laughs) it's just like turtles on turtles on turtles here but like just even just like looking at if you look at like her old like tumblr posts and like my like (laughs) it's just like literally like wow your boobs look so good me pretending that i like was just complimenting girls like i just like you know just objectively thought girls were pretty and like no other deeper meaning associated with that me and taylor swift are the same person anyway taylor swift is gay let us know your thoughts right in are you a gayler or are you hopelessly naive let us know (laughs) (laughs) hetlers can stay away is that what they're called? No, not re- – I mean, like, there's the Gaylers, and then there's, like, people who – you know, there's, like, just, right, just like, you know, fans who – but the Hetlers are specifically, like, no, she's hetero- like heterosexual. Why – how dare you, like – I don't think they would call themselves Hitlers. I'm going to be honest. Like, I just feel like that's not our podcast audience. You know, no. like, listeners, oh, like, no. I, I think that you're, like – I think we've established ourselves as, like, a pretty gay podcast, gay-adjacent podcast. Yeah, I don't think – I definitely don't think so. I don't – I'm basically, I don't know why you're here if you're not at least open to the idea of Taylor Swift being bisexual. So, I mean, like, you're still welcome, but, like, just know that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love you. My respect for you is a little bit diminished, but still glad to have you here listening. <laughs> Are you eating more soup? Wow. I'm finishing my soup. Delicious. I made a delicious potato leek soup today, everyone. Um courtesy of the pioneer woman who i am rapidly becoming obsessed with <laughs> a month ago when we were shopping for for edie the cat <laughs> we were at walmart and i just like happened to walk by the like mug aisle i think we were looking for like food bowls for her and this like beautiful mug caught my eye it was just like perfect spoke to me it was like it's just a beautiful mug Allison. maybe you can like you can put, we put it on our instagram story and it's pink it has flowers and i was like i need this mug who made the mug allison the, the pioneer, pioneer woman. woman. And then I brought it home and you were like, oh my God, that mug. And I was like, you know, they had a blue one that was like the same vibe. Uh, you have a Pioneer Woman mug and now we have Pioneer Woman potato leek soup with our Pioneer Woman mugs. 
I, I you mentioned Evie. I don't know. Did we have we said on the podcast yes, that yes, we, we got did. a cat? Yes, yes. When? I think so. <laughs> I thought I could have sworn you I said. I don't know that we ever said it. We have big news. We now have we, anyway, we have a cat. Woohoo. Yeah, if we haven't she's mentioned it, we put it on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah, she's adorable. She's a mother of four. She was left in a sealed plastic bag hanging on the shelter's door handle with her four kittens. She's like really fucked up, but she's adjusting well. Her kittens all survived. Like they're all doing great as well. And she's with us. All right. So. All right. Back to back on our bullshit part part two eclipse by Stephanie Meyer. We left you on a cliffhanger, which was Rosalie's backstory. Now, you all know if you listen to our other episodes that we are Rosalie stands in this house. We do not accept Rosalie slander here. No. But I but the thing with Rosalie, I like feel just as strongly that she is like needs to be like she's like unfairly slandered as Leah. Leo Clearwater but like I'm still a little bit afraid of her and I don't know if that's because <laughs> like I don't know if that's just because Stephanie Meyer did such a good job on me as a child but just like I like feel like I would not be comfortable around Rosalie whereas Leah like we'd be we'd be homegirls like I would totally be like 100% eventually like, yeah with, when she warmed hang up out with you. Leah right whereas yeah. like Rosalie I think I'd be a little bit afraid of her I don't know why like maybe it's just because she's it's like just like Rosalie's like so hot that I would right just feel it's like scary to be around like beautiful people yeah I don't know yeah <laughs> Yeah. Scary to be around beautiful people. But anyway, listener, you – I mean, I feel like we've already kind of described why we love Rosalie, but now you kind of get the piece de resistance of why Rosalie is the best Cullen, hands down. Oh, for sure. With her backstory. So Bella, to to catch you up again, um, has been kidnapped by Alice and is having a little sleepover at the Cullens. Edward has gotten a bed which she refuses to sleep on. I just want to say she just sleeps on the couch. Good. And I'm like, but Honestly, like no good. But I feel like that's why would you make hurt, yourself more uncomfortable? It'll hurt Edward more than it hurts her. Like that's true. <laughs> he does lift her up and put her on the bed as soon as he comes See, home. The next I night. thought he did that. But then I was like, wait, is he just like sitting next to her? And that's why she can't. No, no, no. Her. He puts her on the bed. Um, OK, so anyway, Bella's getting ready for bed in her prison. And Rosalie swings in and she's like, okay, so I'm taking advantage of this opportunity when like overprotective boy Edward isn't in the vicinity to tell Mm -hmm. you my backstory. And basically I'm going to explain to you why I don't think you should become a vampire and why I've been such a bitch to you. She hasn't been a bitch objectively, but like why the book frames her as being such a bitch. (laughs) Well, she has been kind of mean to Bella. She has been kind of mean because – and she doesn't – she does admit that at one point she's like, I was mean to you because of – the reasons which we are about to explain in the backstory, right. but also because I was like jealous that Edward had a crush on you and he never had a crush on me. <laughs> right. Not because she likes Edward, because like it's just like she she's like, what am I not like pretty enough for you? Yeah, like, she's just like offended. And what I will say, like both in Edward's defense, and I don't I can't decide if this comes if this like is an, a plus or a minus for Edward. So Edward obviously knows Rosalie's whole backstory and he has never told Bella the details. Like I, I don't even know what he told her. He doesn't tell them any any of their backstories. Yeah, yeah. And and so like on the one hand, like that's good because he's like – he's Rosalie's basically like, yeah, Edward doesn't like to tell other people's stories because like he gets details that they might necessarily want to share. We're just like noble. This is like a really fucked up story that you wouldn't just want to – like you would want to let the person yeah, share themselves. Yeah. Yes. But on the other hand, like – I don't know. I feel like knowing at least some elements of it would have like helped like humanize Rosalie to Bella. And so I feel like it's not really fair that Edward let Bella like – I don't know. I I think think overall it was a good move on Eddie's part. 
No, no, overall good move, but I feel like it is, speaking of Leah, like very paralleled in that like the wolves all understand that Leah has a reason to be like very upset and like right. nasty, but like they quickly they like just don't care. Yeah. That. They quickly stop caring about right. that and stop like giving her like Definitely. slack for that. The same thing with Rosalie. So, yeah. Same thing. Just as I want Rosalie and Leah to be best friends. Oh, for sure. Oh, they would def- they would be such like, yeah, it's that's so unfortunate. We're robbed of like a Rosalie. Rosalie, you know what? Rosalie could be like the the person, the man behind the computer. So like yeah. Leah and her girlfriend are solving crimes. And then Rosalie's the one at the computer. <laughs> Slash like the getaway driver. Leah is also supposed to be really beautiful. I just but we're just not like hit yeah. over the head with it as much. That's not her like defining personality. She's really beautiful, but also Stephanie racism alert describes her as like exotically beautiful. Like beautiful in an exotic way the first time we see yeah. her. And it's like oh, speaking of that. Speaking of racism, make sure you donate to the Quileute Move to Higher Ground Fund, which will be linked in the show notes below in order to ameliorate some of the harm that Stephanie Meyer did to the Quileute tribe and their culture by exploiting them for this book series. And now into Rosalie's backstory. Rosalie comes in and she's like, can I come in? And Bella says, of course. My voice was an octave high. So it's more like, (laughs) of course. It's like a big thing, particularly in like this era of YA, to be like, oh, my her voice like shot through an octave. And yeah. I'm like, do you know? Right. <laughs> it doesn't even sound weird. It's like totally normal. But like, yeah, I just think about no, it. No, because it's it was it's so common in books for that to be described. And I'm like, surely one of these authors like has played a musical instrument and knows how ridiculous that is. Anyway, yeah, Rosalie comes in and she is like, hello. Before we say this, I do I do want to give a trigger warning, probably for like at least the next 10 minutes. Um, I'll try to remember to put a show note when we stop talking about this. Uh, Rosalie's backstory involves sexual assault. So if that is going to be something that is triggering for you, you should skip ahead to the timestamp that I put in the show notes. So basically, Rosalie grew up in Rochester. She was like always really beautiful. That was like her defining characteristic. Her parents were like middle class, but they were kind of like social climbers. And even though it was the depression, like she didn't really notice. Which is weird, by the way, that because she's like, my dad was a banker. And yeah, I was like, a yeah. banker in the Great Depression? Like, that it feels like. It feels odd. Yeah. Not every banker, I guess. Not every bank, like, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. It, it just feels like that wouldn't be the it. secure job. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of relate to that because I feel like with the Great Recession, like, I I was not that aware of it either. I mean, the only no. thing I, like, one of my, my best friend's dad lost his job. And so that was, like, obviously stressful for them. But, like, he found, you know, it wasn't, that was, like, the only, like, adjacent direct, like, thing that I was aware of at the time. I knew that a few kids in my elementary school um, had like meal vouchers for lunch. Oh, really? Um, like low income meal vouchers, but I don't but think I really like connected, connected that yeah. with the Great Recession. Even right. Because like, I feel like it's odd because like that was just like right around the time that I was like gaining sentience, you know, of like the greater <laughs> like political climate. No, seriously, like that was like because like I, I like President Obama like twenty two thousand eight was the first election presidential election that I remember like really being aware of like I remember like some Dick Cheney or whatever the fuck his name is Bush Cheney like bumper stickers but like that was the first election that I was like mm-hmm. really like cognizant of so I feel like that was so it didn't seem I guess like the recession like didn't make as much of an impact because it like was the it was like the first it's like it's like how I didn't realize we didn't realize how shit low-rise jeans are because that was like <laughs> the first thing the only thing you ever experienced that you just think that's the only option so recession is like the only option anyway Rosalie really beautiful 
her parents want her to marry well. And she's like, yeah, I was so shallow. Like all I wanted was like a nice life and a nice husband. I'm like, is it really shallow to want like a nice standard of living? Like doesn't everyone right, want Right, to that? like want a nice house and like a family and like, like right. what exactly is so bad? Stephanie, isn't that what you're like – you think all women should want? I was like, right. I'm Stephanie. I'm getting mixed messages here. Right. And and the one the one quote that skewed me out though was she was like, I was pleased that men's eyes watched me everywhere I went from the year I turned 12. I was just like, girl, like I, I mean, not your, I mean, obviously not your fault, but like I can't imagine like, yeah, no, it was no, I'm but. I can also imagine a 12-year-old thinking, like, not realizing how fucked up it is for, like, grown men to think she's hot. I guess. You know, be like, oh, I'm so mature. I don't know. You I know? always thought it was so – I always – it always made me feel so uh, – yeah, I guess it's – I guess not everyone reacts the same. Yeah. I mean, I felt icky getting catcalled at the age of 12, but, you know, that's yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The only thing that Rosalie was ever jealous of, she had, she had her, a best friend named Vera, and can I just say that this is, like, Rosalie so far is the only woman in this entire book series to have – a female best friend. friend. <laughs> not even just friend, but like best friend. Like True, we would not call yeah. I would call Angela and, and Bella best friends. Like they're just like at most acquaintances. No, like, Jacob like, is Edward's as Angel as Bella's best right, friend. Right, exactly. Yeah. So Vera Vera is Rosalie's best friend and she gets married young and has like a beautiful baby who's really cute. And that's the only thing Rosalie's ever been jealous of. But she's like, but Vera's husband, Vera's husband was like so was too poor. It's like my husband, whatever. <laughs> that's the only difference I wanted. So she meets this dickwad Royce King the second, right? Second or third. I don't know. He's yeah. one of those guys. He's one of yeah. those types. And they get engaged and he's like super smarmy, but she's like, oh, he's rich and handsome and everybody thinks we're the power couple of Rochester, New York, and this is incredible. And they barely know each other, but they're getting engaged. And then one day, Rosalie visits Vera and then she's like walking home late at night and she's like, oh, it's fine. Like, it's not that long a walk. Like, I'll just like walk home. And then she sees Royce, dickhead Royce and his friends hanging out on the street apparently waiting for her i'm i've always i've always been not clear about whether they're just hanging out there and they happen to run into her or yeah. whether like they've been like waiting for her to come oh i never thought of that i thought they were just like happened to be there but maybe there is because they're like they say something like oh you've been keeping us waiting or something like you know what i mean I thought it was, like it's, I, I heard it as more like the beginning of blank space space where it's like nice to meet you where you been i know i know well that's why i'm saying it's not clear anyway so they're super drunk they're already dickhead misogynist but now you've added alcohol on the mix and basically royce is like hey isn't she hot and one of her friends is like one of his friends is like oh, i can't see under all those clothes and then you know they they assault her and it's not like graphically described they, we basically just cut ahead to her she's like i was like lying bleeding dying on the street they left me for dead basically carlisle has another villain moment in which he smells the blood comes to see if he can help so we're, we're in the clear so far but then he realizes no i can't help but i do have a 17 year old son in need of a girlfriend. Oh my God. So let yeah. me bring this super hot lady back. Oh my God. And turn her into a vampire without her consent. Yeah. And <laughs> I missed this until this reading. Rosalie, like I missed that specifically Rosalie is like, I never liked Carlisle and his family, Esme and Edward. So like she specifically didn't even like them when like, when she was a human. Like she actually yep. didn't even like them then. And the other thing about this is that she's like, I didn't like the doctor and his wife and Edward, who was pretending to be Esme's brother at the time. So, like, the high school thing hasn't always been the cover. Like, Edward used to be no. able to be, like, Esme's brother slash adult. Like, what? Yes. 
Well, I mean, that makes sense. Like now that they have like a shit ton of kids, like high school is the easiest way to cover as opposed to, yeah, we're all like family. Well, yeah, why couldn't – no, no, no. I think you just said that. Why couldn't <laughs> – like <laughs> I feel like – It's a YA book. Rachel, the answer is it's a YA book. No, no, no. The high school thing could stay. But even just like in the context of that, like why make them Esme's niece and nephew instead of like her siblings and then their parents like died and she got custody? You know what I mean? Because maybe because they don't look that much like her. Yeah, but they're you know what I mean? yeah. like they don't really have the same coloring. So like niece and nephew is like, oh, yeah. well, they got that from the other side of the family. But like brother and sister, you're like, okay, well, why don't you guys look alike? Yeah. So Carlisle turns Rosalie into a vampire. She overhears them like talking about her. Edward's like, Rosalie, what is her last name? Rosalie Hale. It's Hale. Well, she gets to oh, keep her last Hale. name. Oh, Rosalie yeah. Hale. Really, Carlisle? And he's like, I didn't like the way he said my name, like as if there was something wrong with me. So like Edward is like the antagonist from the beginning. Like he's yes. just like a dick. She wakes up and she's like, I felt a little bit better when I saw how beautiful I was, shallow as I was. And I'm like, who doesn't like being beautiful? Also, Bella has the same Listen, thought. Like, if I went through a traumatic experience and I woke up to find myself like 10 times hotter than my already hot self, I'd be like, all right, this is a silver lining. Right. I can, I can work with this. Like, I obviously, know. she's still traumatized. Obviously, she's still upset. Doesn't make up for it. But like, you know, she's taken yeah. it. She's taken like the, her her apples where she can get them and then she's like it took some time for me to blame the beauty for what had happened to me the curse of it to wish i'd been ordinary and I was like, it's not your fucking fault that they fucking s like s age you and basically murder and like murdered you like what it sounds like that new moon excerpt the outtake the extra whatever when rosalie is like calling edward and we just have a random scene of her like looking in the reflection and being like yeah oh i wonder if i would have been a better person if i wasn't so hot no, it's so victim blamey. It's so – which is – it's but there's such contradictory messages here because, right, so she's like, oh, the beauty, it, like it's my fault because I was so hot and I leaned into being so hot. But then Stephanie also lets her hunt down and murder her rapists. Yeah. Like she picks them off one by one and then she's like, I saved Royce for yeah. last so he would know I was coming. And in the movie, we have the best scene <laughs> in the entire franchise in which flashback Rosalie in full wedding regalia. She wears it in first, the book too. She kills. Does she wear it in the book? I didn't. I didn't she's catch she's like, I stole a wedding dress for the occasion. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she, she kills his bodyguards, bursts into his room and it's like honey i'm home fucker <laughs> and it's the most incredible and this is like i don't know how you don't read that and aren't and like immediately a rosalie stand yes. you're like incredible i the drama she knows how to be a vampire and and she's a newborn but she doesn't drink their blood like she yeah, just, she's like yeah. i i very specifically didn't drink any of their blood and i don't i don't think she's ever drunk a human's blood no because she's like, my record is cleaner than Edward's. And she's like, the only reason it's not spotless is because I did kill those, like, you know, right. eight people or right. whatever. Which just, like, makes Bella's whole thing, like, Bella's going to have, like, super self-control. Like, Rosalie had self-control to the point of being able to kill people and not eat them. Like, yes. I feel like it's even more impressive than just not. Yes. No, Rosalie is incredible. Justice for Rosalie. She's wonderful. Okay. You can tune back in now if you have fast forwarded for from the sexual assault discussion. Basically, the end of Rosalie's story is that she's like, and then I found Emmett 10 years later. Like, he was fighting a grizzly bear <laughs> in the woods. And I found him. And I, okay. It's a little creepy here. <laughs> it's a little yeah. creepy. She's like, I saw him and his dark curls and like face that I knew was meant for laughing despite his grimace of pain reminded me so much of Vera's little boy. And I was like, 
it's a little weird that you it's fell in love weird. with him because he looks like a baby. <laughs> I mean, I know this is kind of a stretch because like, I, I, yeah, I do think it's like vampire love at first sight, imprinting, whatever. But she doesn't say like I fell in love with him because he looked like the baby. He said she says like I felt compelled to save him because he looked mm. like the baby. I just like couldn't let someone like that innocent or whatever like get killed by a grizzly bear, basically. Yeah. Anyway, she like carries him back to Carlisle and gets Carlisle to change him, and now they're like dumb jock and hot blonde forever and it's incredible and but so the reason rosalie is like listen the reason that i don't want you to become a vampire is a because like you won't be able to have kids and i'm really sad that i can't have kids and like grow old with emmett also none of us had a choice especially not me (laughs) and you have a choice and you should like think about like what you're actually giving up and she's like very reasonable and very chill I feel like it still kind of paints Rosalie as the baddie, but she's like, uh, maybe not. Maybe this is kind of the 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 point at which Stephanie Meyer is like, oh no, Rosalie like has some depth. She's not shallow yeah. as a puddle. God. Well, and Rosalie like Esme has made do with us as substitutes, and like Alice doesn't remember. And I'm like, okay, why yeah. just the women? But also, why is it never like it's just so odd that like it never occurs to Rosalie to also like adopt, quote unquote. Not even quote unquote, just like actually. I mean, I guess they wouldn't want to like turn like a child, you know, like raise a child and turn it to a vampire. But like, why not do a similar thing? Like, I I don't know. Oh, I think because she wants a kid. Like, she doesn't want like a full person that like she like pretends to be the mom of. Like, she wants a baby. And I think she also wants like it's not it's the kids, but it's also the like growing old and watching your grandchildren be born and like the whole human experience. Yes. Anyway, Bella learns nothing from this absolutely nothing she's like thank you for the story i will file that away for later and by file it away for later she's going to shred it in the recesses of her mind like absolutely no consideration is giving to this story no and i mean the thing is like it's not exactly the same because like i i do actually think like bella you know it's like very valid to be like think through your options but it's kind of giving like how stephanie thought that breaking dawn was basically like a pro-life story <laughs> when like really it's the exact opposite it's, like fucking pro-choice it's it's kind of like yeah rosalie you would have chosen differently but the point is that bella has a choice like that's the whole yeah. like that's what you wanted was a choice you wouldn't have yeah. wanted someone to make your choice for you and that's like what you're trying yeah so i don't Stephanie, know she's, she's, she's so she's close, so close. <laughs> she's so close she's just not she didn't get there but on the other hand like it's very valid for rosalie to be like you're a literal child like or, you're 18, yeah. but, like, your brain is a literal child and you should think this through. I mean, Rosalie is, like, she's, like, listen, like, you you don't know what you want even five years from now, let alone, right. like, for the rest of eternity. Like, you really right. need to think this through. Mm-hmm. Also, Edward is a little bitch. Like, are you sure he's worth yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's such a bad- and you know what? I, I don't think – like I've seen like so many things being like, oh, Rosalie and Edward are like – I don't maybe we even said this in New Moon. I can't we remember. Said like, Rosalie and Edward the are the most similar. But yeah. I don't even think so because Rosalie is just like so much more reasonable. Like she would never overreact. She's not like overdramatic. She's not like – she's controlling sort of but like not – nowhere near the extent of Edward. She's just so much more chill and like not a psycho and like not a dramatic <laughs> little bitch. Like she's just – I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So the next day, Jacob comes to spring Bella from (laughs) school. He kidnaps her and they drive off. Why are we rushing through this? No, no, no. This is is iconic. So they go to school. 
<laughs> Alice is attempting to lay on the guilt trip on Bella. She's like, you're supposed to be having fun. He's going to take my Porsche back. And like Bella's like actually feels guilty. She's like, I can't believe I actually felt guilty. Like I'm like, I can't believe it either, Bella. And then <laughs> – she hears like a murmuring, like, you know, commotion in the crowd. And like, I just picture like it's like the Red Sea parting, but like children. <laughs> and it's just Jacob on his like flaming motorcycle once again, just like a fucking like <laughs> Roman god, just like, and he's like, run, Bella. And Bella's like, I had a split second. She's like, how would Alice restrain me in public? And, like, luckily she doesn't. So Alice like makes, or yeah. Bella makes it onto the motorcycle and they like, they run away basically. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And Bella's talking to Mike at the time. And she's like to Mike, she's like, I got really sick and went home, okay? And Mike's like, fine. So like Mike has come around. He Mike is chill now. Like he's come around, he's come so far around to, to Team Jacob that he's like willing to lie for Bella. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they go to hang out on the push. I would like to know, I did make a note that Jacob exclusively uses she, her to refer to like objects of people's imprinting which makes me like really convinces me that steph stephanie accidentally made leah like a canon bisexual like if it's canon that like you can only imprint on a girl like just saying like leah's gonna imprint on a girl (laughs) (laughs) jokes on you stephanie your heteronormity swung back around (laughs) made it gay oh oh, i thought another so i i said like the real thing that would have been best for like claire and like any child is to just like not talk to them for like 25 years basically yeah but also like and I don't know how – again, like, it's not the werewolf's fault. Like, this is, like, they're being oppressed by this just as much. But also, like, yeah. why don't you just not look at any children ever? Like, why don't you just, like, not look at any children? <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. Like, why even take the risk? <laughs> why are you – you're playing fast and loose out here. And for what? <laughs> for what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah yeah so then so they're having a discussion and basically bella like it comes around to bella being like yeah i'm like gonna get turned into a vampire like i've made my choice like it's happening and it's gonna happen like after graduation it's gonna happen in a few weeks and jacob they are drinking soda at the time and jacob squeezes his soda can so tightly that the soda like explodes all over them and this just like really reminded me of the time that i came out of my room last week and like you and <laughs> stefan were cleaning up cherry coke <laughs> from all over the kitchen because a cherry coke can had like leapt from the freezer and exploded yeah no Stefan was trying to put them like from the box into the fridge there it was diet cherry coke so it was very easy to clean up but yeah it was just it was insane I don't know how it was like a perfect radius and they're like it was like like hello (laughs) it was I I was just I was out I don't know how it got it was a perfect spray it was like on the curtains it was on the wall it was on the cat's food it was on the chair I found some on a chair like three days later but it was it came (laughs) off easy it was on carpet like Oh my gosh. Yeah, anyway, that I was like really like vividly that. <laughs> anyway, Jacob is Jacob is obviously very pissed, hence the soda squeezing. And he basically tells Bella, like, you'd be better off dead. Which is a dick thing to say, which is just yeah. just the worst he thing. He literally to say. no, he not only says he's like, You'd be better off dead, I wish you were. Like, I wish yeah. you were. Like, what the fuck? Yes. Dickhead, dickhead Jacob is rearing his ugly head again. So Bella, for the first time in her life, does not put up with Jacob's bullshit and leaves. And she goes back to the house. And now Eddie Boy is back. Can I just say, so before she leaves, like, they're just, like, chatting. And Jacob's like, don't you remember, like, when we were so happy? Like, it was just, like, such a better time, like, when Edward was gone. And Bella was like, I couldn't agree with him. This was my happy era now. And, like, I feel like Bella thinks – She's in, like, her lover era or something, but, like, she's really in 1989. Like, she's really – that's what it is in that word. Like, she's not happy. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's too convoluted. Anyway, she's back home. 
Squidward's back. Okay. Squidward. <laughs> Handsome Squidward has arrived. And we get the, the scene heard around the world by Twilight fans because this book series is so dry and so mild that Twilight fans like went rabid for this before, you know, the fade to black sex scenes of Breaking Dawn, which is a whole other issue that we'll get to when we talk about Breaking Dawn. But in this scene, Bella wakes up on the bed. Horny Bella is like rears her head now. It's time. And her and Edward start making out. And Edward grabs her calf and like loops it around his hip. And like, it's like, it's quite frankly, like, again, this is a couple who like, they've never, they don't French kiss. <laughs> like, so this is like, holy shit. Like he's putting their pelt, like Stephanie. Oh my God. We've got pelvis touching. Like, ah, yeah, this did not, I did, this did not make any impact on me like at the time or now, but <laughs> this wasn't know. the scene that I reread in Eclipse. I think I reread the proposal scene later most. Anyway, Horny Bella is like, let's have sex. And Edward obviously cock blocks because he's a sad virgin who must conform to sexual shaming. And then Edward's also, Edward also has the nerve to be like, so did you make any plans to go back to the push? And this is like as Bella's like, visibly upset about like something that went down in the bush so he knows like a fight went down so he's like so fucking manipulative but Bella's like oh he must have like misunderstood and I'm like no the only reason he's saying that is because like he knows you don't want to go back but he's like pretending to be reasonable or generous or whatever but but he also kind of does change his tune he's like I guess you're not in danger like you should go if you want to yeah. that's not what I got because I got and maybe I was just influenced by Stephanie Meyer's FAQ about Eclipse about how like she wrote Edward as in like like I said like he's overcorrecting so he's going from like trying to like protect yeah. Bella to the extreme and like stopping her from seeing Jacob to like being very laissez-faire about Jacob mm -hmm. because like he doesn't want to like push Bella away by like you know making her escape from school to go to La Push and like sneak out constantly so like I I do think Edward is actually being like I think he's written yeah. to be genuine here like Later you can on. argue whether you actually think he is but I think the intention behind the scene is Edward is like legitimately trying to be cool about Jacob and I even wrote a note like Edward is being weirdly cool about Jacob yeah. well and the irony about the overcorrection is that like it's not really an overcorrection like he's just acting it's like not. a normal person <laughs> like what you have no right to tell Bella what she can and can't do or who she can and no. can't see like what I don't know what this I don't know what middle ground she thinks he should be taking. Well, I the middle ground is that the middle ground would be Edward being like, Yes, Bella, like I'm really jealous of Jacob. Like I'm admitting this to you. Please like choose me, as opposed to like kind of like pushing her closer into Jacob's arm. I'm quoting Stephanie Meyer's website, not saying this makes sense. But like Edward, like by being so like cool about Jacob, he like kind of pushes her closer to Jacob and like makes her more conflict. It's it's silly. There shouldn't be I'm just saying that's like, that's the view. Yeah. I'm saying that's the authorial view. I the only thing, yeah, if he like admitted, like, yeah, it makes me a little bit jealous, but like I want you to do like, but still, I don't yeah. know. I feel like he's well, just it's being the overcorrection because normal. he's pretending to be totally cool. Well, he, it would he be should to be totally cool. But, right. But listen, it would be it it would not be unhealthy. Like we're talking about a normal teenage couple. Like you're not like 
you, like you're a teenage boy and your girlfriend has a guy best friend and like you know that he has a crush on her like he's made it like very clear that like he likes her and like she's made it very clear that she doesn't like it but you know it would be it's totally normal for you to still be like insecure it's not totally normal for you to be like you can't hang out with him like stop being his friend but it's it's like healthy to be like hey like I just want to let you know like you know, I'm not telling you not to be friends with him, but like it does make me a little bit uncomfortable. Speaking of things that made Edward uncomfortable, also like Bella at some point has like another thing we haven't found out until now is that like the Denali coven, who are like the Cullen's friends, they are like three very hot sisters basically, <laughs> and one of them, Tanya, was like into Edward when they when the Cullens lived up there for a bit. And Edward's like Bella's like tell me like what happened like I want the deets because like Bella's jealous too, and Edward's like Tanya Tanya expressed a little interest. I let her know in a very courteous gentlemanly fashion that I did not return that interest. And I was like, all right, a courteous gentlemanly, aka get thou back from me, harlot. Like <laughs> <laughs> like he definitely was just like back witch crosses <laughs> like. <laughs> 100 percent 100 the power of christ compels <laughs> back demon oh my god <laughs> definitely um yeah so basically edward is like listen you can go hang out with jacob like I, i'm gonna trust your judgment and like also i don't want you constantly like having to escape like that's mm-hmm. i realized that that is not the best way to go about this situation yeah. <laughs> so that's resolved and Bella doesn't get to have sex. And Bella goes home and Jacob has been like trying to desperately call Charlie, like call Bella through Charlie to apologize. And Charlie's basically like, he's like, Bella's like, I don't like mad at Jacob. And Charlie's like, that's not very attractive behavior, Bella. Forgiveness is divine. And, Fuck off, Charlie. And, but I, so that was a kind of weird phrasing the first time I heard it. But then- like is it Mormon? A little as I don't I don't know. I just, that's what I was gonna say. A little bit later, Bella's like, I decided to be divine and like go forgive Jacob. You know, I was like, is this a Mormon phrase or something? Like forgiveness is divine. Like, is this something that like Stephanie thinks is like a normal? Oh no, I think oh, this is um to err is human, to forgive divine. I'm it's apparently mm. from Pope Alexander. Yeah, this is a saying from an essay on criticism by Alexander Pope. Oh, wait, Alexander oh. Pope, not Pope Alexander. Who the fuck is Alexander Interesting. Pope? Interesting. He was a 17th slash 18th century poet, translator, and satirist. Oh, so that could also be satire. <laughs> yeah. He's at the, the title and essay on criticism makes me think that this is about that phrase is actually probably satire. <laughs> a twist. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> anyway all right um backing out of etymology corner <laughs> now we're back to t- eclipse <laughs> yeah bella goes up to her room and she's like oh, it's so weirdly tidy in here and my pillow is missing and my red blouse is missing and a bunch of my other clothes are missing enough that my laundry basket was full to bursting and now it's not even half full i was like jesus christ like half her wardrobe is gone <laughs> like yeah. I, th- I i feel like this whole time i thought it was just like a few shirts but like no it's like yeah, literally half her closet <laughs> yeah so she's like why did all my stuff go like oh alice must have cleaned up and then edward shows up and she opens the door and edward is like stay here and he runs upstairs and he's like someone has been in your room a vampire has been in your room i don't recognize the scent oh my gosh and like they're super tense they're like oh my god like someone has been in my room like even when charlie was in the house oh my god and charlie thinks that edward and bella are having a fight 
and he's happy about it. He's like yeah. so Bella's cut. Yeah. We get multiple send like descriptions in the scene in which Charlie's like grinning like a fucking kid on Fourth of July. Yeah, like because he thinks his yeah. daughter is. I'm like, listen, you cannot like Edward, but like. Again, like, this is just, that would distress Bella. Like, why are you glad that your daughter's in distress? Well, he's just, like, wants them to break up. Like, I don't know. He's just, like, over it. I know, but, but Charlie is, like, seems to be, like, constantly happy about things that upset Bella. Him and Jacob <laughs> have that in common. Yeah, anyway, so they're like, oh, no, a vampire has stolen Bella's scent. They're worried about that. And then Jacob calls once again. And Bella's like, like, fine, I'll pick up the phone. I'll let Jacob off the hook, quote, unquote. And Jacob like calls and he's like apologizing and he says I can't believe I was such a jerk and I was like me in my head I can like 100 very in character for you Jacob to just say I wish you were dead to your friend you sack of shit but Bella once again forgives Jacob um which is a growing theme and it's something that Jacob by the way like fully recognizes and uses to his to uses to his advantage like near the end at one point he's like yeah, I do things that upset you because I know you'll forgive me for them. So, yeah. like, Jacob has no consideration, like, yeah. actively has no consideration for Bella's feelings yeah. because so he, he knows she's like – as they benefit him. Like, he uses it. He, is, right. he considers them and how they he can manipulate them. Right. Like, he's like, I do not give a shit. Like, at least Edward, like, is, like, right. trying to make Bella happy even if he's going about it in the totally wrong way. Like, Jacob is, yeah. like, actively, like, no, I literally don't give a shit about no, Bella's happiness. Same, and Bella, like, recognizes it. Like, remember, like, it's the same thing as, like, I know Jacob will tell me because he doesn't care if I get scared. Yeah, but it's like it's presented as a positive, but it's not. Like, no, it's really it's equally as fucked up. Yeah, so she calls, she calls, and Edward is like, "Hmm, actually, it may be useful to have the werewolves watching out for a potential vampire in the area." So, like, let me talk to Jacob, and he's like, "Yeah, Jacob, like, you guys should keep an eye out." So now, like, the wolves and the vampires are doing like watch duty on Bella's house uh, once again. And, oh, Jacob comes over to get some of the scent. He comes over to get in the scent, and right before he comes over, Edward <laughs> purposely breathes on Bella's hair and then before he, like, leaves so that when Jacob comes and hugs her, yeah. he'll smell it. And I was like, honestly, like, petty move of the century. That's incredible. Right. <laughs> well, well played, Edward. Yeah. Can I just say that I, I wrote this on earlier for Edward, and Jacob does it too. Bella's, like, washing dishes, and he, like, they both separately like come over to help her dry which like just just that's notable in that charlie never does it <laughs> like bella's constantly just like, the only one watching just at least like both edward and jacob like help even though they weren't the ones eating unlike charlie right just a number of times even in this book like the bella like serves charlie leftovers without even eating herself so jacob they like they're like they i forget what upsets him he like accidentally squeezes uh, like a knife too hard while drying it like slices oh, his yeah. hand open because they're talking about her vampire transformation he's trying to be cool about it and we were we were saying like oh why doesn't bella's like smelling of blood come back and like she does like it's like the room shimmered a little around yeah, me like yeah, my head world so it does come back only in this scene not yeah, in, no. not later on when there's no. significantly more blood no. and then jacob heals right away and bella's like shocked and i was like wait there's no fucking way we didn't find this out until now and yeah bella just somehow managed to forget it um she also managed to forget like the clothing thing how like their clothes don't because she's like jacob why are you always shirtless and he's like well i don't fucking it's annoying to carry around jeans in my mouth like i'm trying to like yeah. minimize here to be fair to bella about the scar thing the she learned about it when like jacob and paul had that fight in new moon right. and like she sees Paul's scar 
But like after it's like she doesn't see him get hurt. She just sees like, oh, he has like a really old looking scar. That's weird. Whereas now she sees Jacob like physically like pouring blood into the sink and like sees it heal like in the process. So I, I do get she is like it's a different experience. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair to Bella, like to sort of conceptualize that sort of speedy healing is difficult if you don't actually see it. It's not person. at all though. It's like such a common trope. Like come on, does Bella not read? <laughs> anyway. She only reads the classics. <laughs> Mr. Darcy does not have sped up healing, so Bella knows not about it. He de- here's the thing else. He never gets injured, so it's not confirmed or denied. Um, <laughs> so also, <laughs> so after Jacob's bleeding, Bella cleans with the blood, and she's, like, very thorough about it. She spends with vampires. And Jacob's like, do you have OCD? Which, like, this is the second – like, Bella also was like, do I have OCD? Like, that is not what OCD is. No. Anyway. No. And then, and then he tries to, like, hug her, and he's like, oh, your hair smells. And then we hear, like, Edward. He's like, I realized what Edward was chuckling about earlier. What a dick. <laughs> and is this when he's like, I, you know, I saw a story on the news about controlling abusive teenage relationships, right? Is this when he says that? Or is it the next yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, because because Jacob's like, oh, we're having a bonfire next week, like or whatever. Oh, yeah. You should come tomorrow. Um, like you got you can see Quill and Embry again. Like Quill's pretty mad that you found out before he did, as he should be. And <laughs> Bella's like, I'll ask if I can come to the bonfire. And Jacob's like, Yeah, you know, I saw this thing in the news last week about controlling abusive teenage relationships. And I was just like, Stephanie, you think you're making a funny. But you just keep hitting the nail on the head over and over and over again no, without Stephanie, realizing. This is a controlling abusive teacher. That's exactly what this is. Oh my yeah, god! Bella's like, shut up! And I'm like, no, no, he's right. Like me stands up in the back row. He's right. <laughs> what is that? Is that like a, that's like a Reddit thing. It's like a meme. It's like someone goes up to the microphone and like says something like you know, yeah. quote unquote, controversial. Like yeah. I don't know, like yeah. Taylor Swift is gay. And then, like, the crowd boos. But then, out in the back row, someone shouts, he's right. The spotlight shines on the back row. It's, it's Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that. Oh, week. God. <laughs> um, so, so, Edward, like, is his new, like, you know, cosplaying as a normal person mood. He decides that Bella can go. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Before they go to La Push, um, there is a conversation like the murders in Seattle come back up again. Um, and this is when they figure out that there's a bunch of newborns in Seattle. So like newborn vampires, I'm pretty sure. Cause because they're like, oh, it's like such erratic killings. Like we know it's a vampire, but it's like so many of them that there's no way it's just like one. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, it's probably newborn vampires. And newborn vampires are like super out of control and super bloodthirsty and like they're just like a slave and to their instincts. Strong. So um it makes sense. And like they like clearly don't have anyone training them. So like that's what And Bella's like I forget how this context comes up, but like she's like, oh this whole like deception thing is a pain. Like I hate lying to Charlie or whatever. And Edward's like, don't worry, it gets easier. After a few decades everyone <laughs> you know is dead. <laughs> and so <laughs> Eddie Boy gets so much more like quippy and sarcastic like as this book goes on and like yeah. I kind of love it. <laughs> like it's 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 the re- it's the joking Edward. I mean he's not relaxed. He's never relaxed cuz he has a constant yeah. stick up his ass. But like <laughs> the joking Edward. I'm like all right, I see it a little bit. <laughs> yep. And also Edward's like fine, you can ride your motorcycle. Like daddy will give you permission to ride it as long <laughs> as you a Wear a helmet. He gets her. They weren't wearing helmets before this point. No, like, what? And Bella's like, it's I'll insanity. look stupid. And I'm what? like, 
<laughs> you know what? You know what'll look even more stupid? You flattened on the side of the road like a pancake. Oh my god! Like, I you just, already like, gave yourself a traumatic like head injury the first time you rode one. So two of my dissertation chapters were about organization. One of them, like spillover effects of life saving policies, and one of like the biggest like areas of like studying this is in I forget what like the two thousands. A bunch of states re- repealed their motorcycle helmet laws, so it was no longer required to wear a motorcycle while to wear a helmet while riding a motorcycle and it's a huge effect on organ donation like you can study like the spillover effects on like the organ donation supply specifically because people aren't wearing helmets anymore and what happens when you don't wear a motorcycle or a helmet on a motorcycle you become a great candidate to be an organ donor yep yep anyway wear helmets kids edward also gets her a fancy like like motorcycle jacket which i guess is supposed to like prevent her from like getting like road burn or anything if she falls off so basically he just like swaths her in protective gear and then she puts on the clothes and she's like i look ridiculous and he's like actually bella you look kind of sexy does he say that yes he (laughs) says sexy and he like he like chokes it out like the way iliana like delivers this and he's like he like feels it like burning the sin up his throat but like he said he's like you look sexy you know he had to give himself like 20 lashes tonight absolutely (laughs) and so like next up i don't know how edward like acquired bella's motorcycle but next park next to hers is this like giant ass like i don't even know how to describe like giant ass silver motorcycle adjacent thing and he's like oh well like i got that i figured like if you wanted if you didn't make up with jacob and like you still wanted to ride like we could do it together bella's just like oh this is awkward like I, I, I look like I'm riding a tricycle like next to this. And he's like, sorry, I get it. I get it. It's something you do with Jacob. I should have realized. It's fine. I don't, he does back off. It's so cool. Like, why is this like not a bigger thing? It's great. Why wow. doesn't, when she, especially when she becomes a vampire, like, why doesn't Bella get like a sick motorcycle and like, why she can ride her around? Yeah. That's so cool that Bella rides a motorcycle. I feel like that should have been a bigger part of her character, like in the movies too, not just with Jacob, but like on her own. Cause like, I didn't, I didn't even, again, speaking of like things that I completely forgot about Eclipse, like the fact that Bella even uses yeah. it as like a solo mode of transportation at all. Like, yeah, why don't we get like a sick like chase scene? Or just like Bella just riding around for like, Well, she is at one point. I'm pretty sure when she's going home from Jacob, she's like – or at some point, she's like, yeah, motorcycles are, like, not great for uh, Washington State because it's really rainy It's like taking a a 100-mile-per-hour bath. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's time for the bonfire. And Edward and Jacob basically, like, exchange Bella at the treaty line like parents who, like, don't have <laughs> like a divorce custody parents. agreement and have to like exchange their kids in the McDonald's parking lot. Like that's that's <laughs> the imagery here. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. So yeah, so they they all go. There's like a tribal meeting, which is basically it just seems like a fun, cozy like campfire where like all of the like werewolves plus the tribal elders are like hanging out there. And Jared and Kim are there. And if you don't remember from last episode, we mentioned Jared and Kid. Jared is like one of the werewolves who was imprinted, and Kim is his object of imprintation. And Bella is like looking at them, and she is like, um, she describes Jared as quote. Like a blind man seeing a son for the first time. But also, she describes him as like a mother looking into the face of her newborn baby. And I am like, they are not the same thing. (laughs) One of those is an okay description of romantic love, Stephanie. And the other one is not. 
And she also, like, so Bella's like, oh, Kim's, like, pretty ugly. Like, her, quote, her nose and mouth were both far too, wait, is this a wide or thin? I wrote thin, but I feel like she says wide. I think it's, like, flat and wide. For traditional beauty. Her face is mostly cheekbones. And I was like, all right, so basically she's not, she doesn't fit, like, Eurocentric beauty standards. Like, yeah. But then she's like, but after seeing Jared look at her, she looks beautiful. So yeah. No. So after all the werewolves eat like twenty hot dogs each, this is like a this is a relatively long scene in which we learn that they've each eaten like twenty hot dogs and by the like way. a family sized bag of chips and yeah, like five sodas. Billy, each. Billy Black and Old Quill tell the like legends of the tribes, um, and the reason like they're all they all like besides Bella, obviously like already know the legends, but like this is the first time some of them are hearing them like knowing that they're true or whatever. So we hear. I mean, do I don't. I don't think we need to say, like, all of that. <laughs> no. Basically, like, the wolves started by spirit warriors. Yeah, whatever. Like, the, the Quileads used to be just spirit warriors. And then, like, because of a series of cower, like, power-hungry, convoluted events, like, they eventually became shape-shifting werewolves. And then the vampires finally showed up. And they were bad, bad. And they got in a fight. And then the, like, OG werewolf died. And then his son is, like... I'm going to avenge my father. Boom. I've turned into a werewolf. So every, so basically, so all the wolves are descended from like this one dude. Like they're all like yes. related back to them. So only like yes. his sons, as far as we know. So all of them yes. got killed eating the vamp. So only this one baby was left and he like turned into a werewolf. He was the son. Okay. So the OG werewolf guy had three wives, not at the same time. They like each like died. And the third wife was the object of his imprinting. So like he was going to die with her. Mm-hmm. So his oldest son with her dies fighting the vampire. The third wife sees that her husband's about to die. Her child has just died. She's like, fuck. So she stabs herself in the heart. I, I don't know why. We Later on yeah, in the book, we get a full so example unclear. of why stabbing yourself in the heart is not necessary no. for this kind of distraction. But she stabs herself in the heart to distract the vampire long enough that the other werewolves can take her down. So the other werewolves take her down, but then the third wife dies. And then the OG werewolf is like naturally sad for the rest of his days. Yeah. But Bella hears this story and she's like, oh, wow. That was inspiring. Like, I aim to be like this woman who stabbed herself <laughs> in front of, like, a supernatural creature fight. And I just feel like Jacob, like, really should have known better <laughs> than to allow Bella to hear a story about self-sacrifice. <laughs> like, I, I know. Like, and Edward's going to, like, yeah, fully roast him for that. Can I just say that I only just realized, like – yeah okay so like the werewolf guys if you don't like stop aging you outlive your wives but not only that like presumably he had children like with each of those wives and some of those children were girls so like he not only outlived his wives he outlived half his children like what the fuck i don't know i feel like that i would be so mad if i was a girl in this situation yeah i don't know why girls can't be werewolves it doesn't make any fucking sense Especially because many, I mean, I don't know specifically about Quileo culture, but like many indigenous cultures, like the whole like super patriarchy that's like European way of life is like not that it wasn't like a one to one correlation. Like a lot of indigenous, like North American indigenous communities were either like matriarchies or like had very like women had very important roles. Yeah. Well, it's because it's written by Stephanie Meyer, who is. Yeah. I mean, Stephanie Meyer is very Eurocentric. <laughs> but again, I don't know Quileute culture, so I could be talking out of my ass. I'm just saying, like, in general. Yeah, a lot of them are matriarchal. Were matriarchal. Or, like, if they were matriarchal, like, women had really important, like, spiritual roles. Like, particularly spiritual ro- roles. Mm-hmm. And then she, she 
falls asleep. Edward like drops her back off with like Eddie Boy, and he's like Jacob drops her back off with Eddie Boy, and he's like, oh, if I like play nice, I'll get more time with you. <laughs> and Edward like so throughout this Wuthering Heights, you're not we're not allowed to forget it because it's like worked in like throughout <laughs> random times. Yeah, like more so than any of the other books. Well, because because frankly, the parallel would not be anywhere near as clear without you need to be hit over the head with it because like it's just not obvious at all. Like Edward's like, oh, I kind of like sympathize with Heathcliff. Like or Edward's like reading the book or something. Like that like Bella. Yeah, like, Bella's like it. asleep and like they're cuddling and like he's been reading the book and she like wakes mm-hmm. up after a nightmare from the third wife. Mm-hmm. And they like read this quote that's like, even though I hate him, like I would never hurt him because she loves him. But like the second she doesn't like him anymore, I'm going to like drink his blood or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's a literal quote from the book. And yeah. Literally drink his blood. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so once again, Bella's like, let's fuck. Like it's DTF. And everyone's like, no, you harlot. Get back from me. <laughs> And then Bella's also like, you should turn me into a vampire now. Like, now that there are newborns in Seattle, like, I don't want to be a liability. Like, this is also, like, on the third wife theme. She's like, I don't want to be weak. And Edward is like, no, like, you aren't going to be turned into a vampire just because you have, like, this sword hanging over your head. Like, you need to make an informed decision. Like, you can't do this just because you're scared, which is a fair position for him to take. He's obviously not doing it for the right reasons, but, like, objectively – fair argument so and edward's also like in order for me to change you like, he's holding he's holding steady to his like you have to marry me first if you want me to change you line and bella's like that's so embarrassing like i'm only 18 like no one gets married at 18 in you know today and edward's like yeah but that's just like this current culture like we're gonna be living forever and many different cultures change like why would you let one culture dictate but like he the only reason he wants to get married now is because of like when he grew up so like he's doing the exact same thing yeah so now they're all hanging out with the cullens and because the newborns have been introduced we have to get a backstory that is related to the newborns and stephanie meyer makes a choice here a choice that was so unnecessary there was no reason for this to happen but she makes it anyway she, we get Jasper's backstory because Jasper, before he joined the Cullens, was part of this whole newborn territory war in the southern United States and Mexico in the 19th century or whatever. And Jasper, we find out, was a goddamn Confederate soldier. Like, explicitly, and not even, like, drafted. Like, he volunteered, he lied about his age because he was so excited to be a Confederate soldier. Stephanie! (laughs) No! 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 No. For just what? Big old racism. For what? And it's For not what? just like it, it's it's a central part. Of, like even it, right in the Illustrated Guide, like that's like his picture is like a little like Confederate uniform, right? Yeah. Like oh my god, it's just so it's just so unnecessary. Like if you want, you could have made him a soldier. You could have just made him like a guy, like a soldier, like not in particular war. Like he doesn't have to be in the war. Like he could just be like on patrol. He's a sheriff. He in Texas. Union, he could have been a Union soldier. A Union – yeah, he could have and been even a Union if, soldier. And even if you wanted to make him Southern, like make him – like Tennessee had two armies, for example, like a Union one and a Confederacy one. Like he could have been from Tennessee and been in the Union army. Like he yeah. can still be Southern. He can it's still – like what? It's I, so unnecessary. Like why are you making him – Anyway, <laughs> we find out that 
yeah, so he was like really into being in the army. Everyone liked him as a human. Like he had, he was good at like influencing people and like moving up through the ranks. He became like the he youngest. He was very charismatic. Yeah, as the princess. He in the became like goes. the youngest, like whatever, like captain or something. Captain. I don't know. Captain. Navy. I don't know something, which doesn't really make sense. It doesn't really fit with his gift in the same way that like. Like, I don't know. Like, Alice could actually see the future as a human. So, like, that makes sense. But, like, I feel like ha- having people like you versus being able to manipulate their emotions. I don't know. It's just not. And it also doesn't because people don't like Jasper as a vampire. Like, he's not like a well, likable. No, but maybe it was like he's he's putting it as in as people always liked me. But maybe it was more like, oh, people always felt like really calm and happy around mm-hmm. me. And so, like, he's I was drug. more likely to be in their good favor. Yeah. So one day he's like walking back from somewhere by himself for some reason and he runs in he was evacuating because like, the union I don't know why he's by, oh, no. I don't know why you would ever be by yourself but like yeah what yeah right exactly yeah running from the union oh, and no. <laughs> um he he runs into these three women who are like by themselves and his instinct is to be like oh no these poor women i must help them no 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 i'm sorry but Bef- he calls them not women Females. He calls them females. Yeah. He calls them females. So you already, like, on top of him being a racist confederate, already red flag number one. Red flag number two is that he's calling these ladies females before knowing that they're vampires. That's the thing about the females thing is that, like, there's nothing inherent about it that's so bad. Like, yeah, you're you're referring people as adjectives. Like, it's not great. It's it's the it's just the huge correlation with being like yeah a fucking Confederate soldier or, or misogynist or just like stupid and trying to sound a general smart. shitty person right it's not yeah it, it's it's a it's a it's a marker more than like yeah. an inherent like yeah anyway yeah it's like if you use the red the word females you're not automatically a bad person but. There's a pretty good chance that you're a bad person. Right. It's a tip off. <laughs> so he goes up to them. He's like, can I help you? And he's like, their skin was so white. I marveled at it. Like, of course you fucking did, Jasper. Even the ones particularly – and this is another thing. I don't know whether we ever – I don't know whether we talked about this with Laurent, but how Stephanie canonically is like there are no vampires of color, like explicitly. Like even if you were – and like we see it here. Maria is supposed to be like um, – Indigenous. Uh, indigenous Mexican. And – he specifically is like, oh, she has those features, but like her pale was like her skin was like porcelain. So like very Stephanie very consciously made the decision to not have any vampires of color. And I just feel it's like it's Mormon so shit. it's it's the Mormonism. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing in Mormonism is that like black dark skin is a curse and everyone will be white in heaven. Yes. Like black people weren't allowed to like go to heaven until like the nineteen eighties or whatever. <laughs> it's it's so and something that I'm glad the movies were like, we're not gonna do that. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah, so Jasper gets turned into a vampire, and he um, gets recruited into the newborn territory war. So basically, like, the origin of that is that some guy really wanted some city and, like, made a bunch of newborns who are, like, super strong and, like, used them to, like, take out a bunch of, like, other vampire covens. And then the Volturi came in and, like, killed everyone and were like, cut that shit out because, like, people are going to see us. And then they restarted doing it. But, like, in a more chill, secret, controlled way. So yeah. Jasper is, like, in this second stage. And he's, like, helping – he and Maria are, like, helping people, like, turning people into newborns and, like, training them and, like, using them. And, like, he's super good at it because he can, like, control their emotions. So, like, he can, like – they're, like, super good fighters together mm. because of that. So the territory wars are described as, like, you know, if you're the only vampire, like, for example, in Mexico City, you could feed three times a night and no one would ever notice – but that's still a fucking – that's a lot of – it's like a 1,000 people a year. 
I guess uh, I just looked at the population of Mexico City. It, it's 9.2 million, which is actually a lot. I mean, what was it but, in the 19th so I century, guess. though? Well, sure. So it's like even more noticeable. I'm also just thinking, okay, I'm thinking of the time when um when Bella first goes hunting in Breaking Dawn, she drinks like um, the mountain lion and then she drinks a deer, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, oh, I felt uncomfortably full and like sloshy and it was like not fun. So mm-hmm. I'm also sitting here like, why would you want to drink three people a night? Like it just, that just sounds like right it's gonna be uncomfy like why yeah okay the population in 1900 was 345,000 so like yeah no that's like three 3.45 percent of the population every year that's a significant amount I also just don't understand why they they'd want to be fighting over the southern cities instead of the northern because they can go out during the day I don't know whatever yeah but Jasper's basically part of this deal this bitch named Maria and like they basically just like make armies and then like once they're no longer useful they kill them but Jasper makes friends with this dude Peter um, and Peter's like he's talented, so they, they keep him around. Yeah, and one day they're like killing everyone, and Jasper's like, I could tell Peter was uncomfortable. And then Charlotte comes in, and Peter's like, Run! And he runs after her, and like I could have stopped them, but I didn't. Like I didn't want to. And Maria was like mad at me for that. Basically, like Jasper grows a conscious conscience, yeah. like partially because like he can feel everyone's emotions, and he's like, this kind of sucks. Like this is super overwhelming. And I'm like, why didn't you leave sooner? How? Yeah. Like what? How? I guess because he 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 paints it as like he just didn't know that there was like another way to live. And I'm right. like, use use one use that big vampire brain, Jasper. Right. Like you you can't think that there's like. There's there's just no that everybody is constantly at war. Like I just don't understand. You can't even imagine there are people who just like only eat people occasionally and like otherwise just have keep to themselves. Like whatever. I so Peter know. comes back and he's like, Hey Jasper, there's a whole new world out there of not war. And Jasper's like, That's great. And then he leaves. Mm-hmm. And then he's still sad eating people because He's like, I can feel how sad and scared they are when I eat them. And that really puts a sour taste in your mouth, really ruins the meal. (laughs) So one day he is brooding in Philadelphia and he walks into a diner and I'm picturing specifically that diner. You know, that like famous like 20th century art piece of like that diner at night. You know what I'm talking about? That's the diner that I picture. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a long train car. It's like from the you're seeing the diner from the outside. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that diner, I'll link to the picture below yeah. if you can't, don't know what we're talking about. And Alice is waiting there because like obviously she's like seen the future and like knows how this is going to go down. And she's like, you've been keeping me waiting a long time. And he's like, I'm sorry about that, ma'am. And he thinks she's going to attack him at first. <laughs> yeah. But then he's like, okay, I can- wait, wait. <laughs> There's another option here. <laughs> um, I do want to give a little shout out to the Twilight short films again in this situation mm. because like Jasper sucks, but the Jasper and Alice short films are cute as fuck mm. and just like fabulous. And specifically this one is, is really funny because like they walk in, like they sit down. And then it does the same sort of twist that Breaking Dawn Part 2 does where it like shows Alice's vision but makes you think it's like happening. So like Alice has a vision of like the waitress like getting a paper cut or something and then like Jasper going crazy. So like and then she like flashes back and she's like, oh, no, like, let's go <laughs> like, <laughs> so that it doesn't happen. It's really great. Anyway, I really enjoy the Twilight Shore films. Once again, plugging those. They're they're really fun. I don't think I've watched that one. I need to. I really like that one. It's like very, yeah, it's very, it's like super short. I think it's like four minutes, like, and it's literally just like Alice and Jasper meeting for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 
Jasper's backstory. And this is all to say that Jasper, like, is the one who knows how to fight newborns. And so he's going to give them all, like, little lessons. They call Tanya's coven. And Tanya's coven blames just Arena. But, like, I personally think Tanya's still a little salty about Edward rejecting her. No. Basically, no. (laughs) They're like, hey, can you guys come help us? Because, like, there's, like, 20 newborns and, like... You know, we're like, we know how to fight, but like, you know, there's still a lot of them. Can you come help? And Tanya's coming is like, Irina was in love with Laurent and the wolves killed Laurent and you won't let us kill the wolves. So we're not going to help you. Hope you die. XOXO. Tanya, Kate and Irina. Whatever. So they're shit out of luck. We haven't talked about Renee very often (laughs) (laughs) in Eclipse because she hasn't made that much of an appearance. But just when you forgot about her, she's ready to demonstrate how much of a shit mother she is again. (gasps) Renee isn't coming to Bella's high school graduation. And we find out. (laughs) To be fair, Phil broke his femur (laughs) and he can't move. (laughs) But the important thing here is that Alice is like – Oh, Bella, bad news. Renee was going to surprise you for your graduation, but she can't make it now because Phil broke it. So just just the concept of a parent being able to surprise their child by showing up at their graduation, like, like <laughs> this is your only child. It's your only child. What? Yeah, so Renee is just back to remind you why you should not feel bad for her at all that Bella is about to ditch her by becoming a vampire. So now Jacob and Bella hang out, but Jacob's really tired, so he's taking a nap. Um, I'd also like to point out that we get a little nod that Billy's been hanging out with Sue, and I would like to point out further that it has Mm -hmm. only been a few months since Harry Clearwater, Sue's husband, tragically died, Mm -hmm. and Billy is already moving in. (laughs) he's already moving in on her (laughs) what the fuck in the movies it's charlie and sue that get together like it's no allison i'm pretty sure no allison charlie and sue do get together it's a canon love triangle that no one else seems to recognize besides me (laughs) i thought it was just billy and sue i didn't think charlie was they fight about it there's like a little tension like but who's who's gonna like push yeah no who's gonna push themselves on the widow first yeah no when charlie wins but well obviously he has the mustache Okay. (laughs) No. Whatever. Yeah, they're like fighty fighty at the wedding. (laughs) So while Jacob is sleeping, Bella is watching a cooking show because she's like, I've never put this much effort into Charlie's dinner as like this person on this cooking show is doing. And I'm like, bitch, you've been marinating steaks. What do you mean? (laughs) You put a lot of effort into Charlie's Uh, dinner. Like you put more effort into Charlie's dinner than I've ever put into like my own dinner. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Bella's also thinking about how she wants Edward to transform her. And I just want to emphasize um, that it's because she wants Edward's venom flowing through her system. And I just think that's really funny. Oh, this is this is the section that I was taking notes while like having my eyes closed. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very PC. Yeah, Rachel was listening to this book and taking notes directly after getting LASIK eye surgery. <laughs> she was just lying in the dark in her room typing blind. I was blind. doing pretty good until I somehow turned on like a different like monospaced font. So you should yeah, you should like put that on like my attempts. All it's just like <laughs> this will cross out, cross out, cross out, Jacob. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> Jacob and Bella hang out. And Jacob tells Bella he's in love with her. 
Bella's like, dude, like, no, like, I don't feel that way about you. And Jacob is like, well, do you want me to go away and never see me again? And Bella is like, no. And Jacob is like, see? That's exactly what like, I was going to say. Sir, <laughs> that prove is anything. the argument that you think it is. Like, there are, I have a lot of friends that I would be very sad if they went away and I never saw them again. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I'm in love with them. <laughs> I know. And then Bella's like, I forget what she says, but Jacob's like, you could have me the way I am or not at all. And Bella's like, that's mean. And Jacob's like, Bella's basically like, Like, stop making me uncomfortable by bringing this up. Like, I've told you no. And then another sexual assault warning on the page. Uh, Yeah. So Jacob grabs her chin, holding it too tight. She tries to say no, but like physically can't because again, she's holding her chin too tight, with, which Edward did back in Twilight. Yeah. Can I say? This is a running theme. She tries to say no, but he kisses her before she can get yeah. off the board. And then she's literally fighting him and he doesn't notice. She's like, he doesn't seem to notice. No. It no, seems no, no, to no, no, aggravate no. him and make yeah, him push right. harder. He notices. She tries to push him away and that only makes him angrier and kiss her harder and this is a by the way a recurring theme because they kiss again later like near the end of the book and once again we have a description of jacob getting like like turned on by her being uncomfortable like whatever and like is it like that or like frenzied and pat i was like it's yeah yeah and then bella finally like literally shuts down and like just goes limp which is like a victim response that's like very common and i'm like does stephanie know that like does she know that's like a typical response or does she just think that's a normal like I occurrence think interesting. she thinks like oh this is the next strategy for like and bella's like i just at- i just waited him for, for him to stop and the anger seemed to fade so no no and then she's like i hate you and like runs away and he's like that's good hate is a strong emotion no 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 i'm sorry she punches him rachel Oh, Don't God, forget yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. She punches him and breaks her hand. And quite frankly, I'm like, she should have come back with a bulldozer and just yep. like taken Jacob out. Like she like she should have come back with a fucking tank and just yep. rolled right over that motherfucker. But she's like, ow, you broke my hand. And Jacob is like, Bella, you broke your hand. And I'm like, gas lady McGee, what do you what the fuck do you mean? No, she was like, it's self-defense. It's like the purest form of self-defense. You assaulted her and she defended herself. Anyway. <sighs> Bella's broken her hand. Jacob takes her back to her, her house. Charlie is like on his side. He's like, good for you, bro. Like that you made the move. And I'm like, again, clearly she didn't like it. Yeah. And then he finds out about Bella's broken hand. And he's like, do you want to press charges? Jacob. Jacob. Does Jacob want to press no, charges? Like, you know, I'm just going to bring this up now. Later after this conversation, like Charlie is like, oh, like. He does at one point. He is like, well, you know what? Like, if someone kisses you against your will, you should be able to defend yourself. But he's saying this in the context of like, oh, I need to teach you how to punch. You need to keep your thumb inside your fist. And I was like, no. He says to put it inside. The real thing, the real thing, putting your thumb inside your fist is the best way to get your thumb broken. Wait, are you sure? Charlie, yes. Because I was like wildly... Like, I was like, what? No, that's the opposite. But I also, I'm like, who the fuck naturally, like, listener, make a fist right now. How many of you, when you make a fist, naturally 
keep put your thumb inside your fingers. Like don't keep it outside. Like that just feels so unnatural yeah. to me. It's like you're like you're getting ready to punch it. Like I just don't understand. Insane. But yeah, Charlie gives her the exact opposite device <laughs> advice. Yeah, like I remember I remember being like taught that by either like dad or like karate and like being worried that I was like doing something like thinking that I was missing something because I was doing it. Like, I was doing it the right way, but I was like, yeah. is there something I'm not missing? Like, why are they telling me this, like, obvious advice? Like, I must be, like, not. Folks, always keep your thumb outside of your fingers when you're punching. Otherwise, you will break your thumb. Thank you. <laughs> XOXO. Don't you read it one night. <laughs> Even if they're your dad. Yeah, don't listen to cops ever, basically, is what I've learned from this book. <laughs> cops give terrible advice in all aspects of life. Except for when Charlie was like, you should hang out with your friends and not just your boyfriend. That yeah. was good advice. <laughs> like, fail- it's failing to do his job. Yeah. Okay. Jacob is also like, you kissed me back. And I was like, Jacob can choke. Like, Bella's like, I was not kissing you back. I literally tried to push you away. And when that didn't work, I shut down. Like, what about that is kissing you mm-hmm. back? You fucker. And Jacob's like, that was a good kiss. I think I can tell the difference. And I'm like, I think you can't. Like, what? No. Like, why i just yeah and it really pisses me off i think the reason that like i still come out of this team edward even though edward shit i mean ultimately i'm team like no one but if i have to pick like team edward is because the book never calls out like never really admits how shitty this is of jacob to do twice he does this again by the way Mm -hmm. (laughs) like The book never really interrogates that. And I just like – I think it's like the same thing like why like, you know, like uh, other books, like other characters really – like for example, the love hypothesis, like on like does at the end of the book get like called out for like just being the worst. But like the whole book, I was like so frustrated with on and I think I like still would have been frustrated with her even if like if she hadn't been called out like that is that is like one of my biggest pet peeves is when like a character is the worst Mm -hmm. and like doesn't get the book never points out like the book doesn't seem to know that they're the worst (laughs) like nobody in the book ever points that out right despite like literally Bella does literally say like it was assault like it's just yeah not treated as such by anyone else it's just like a joke like it's like ha Bella's overreacting like no It's literally assault. I found the Charlie thumbs inside your fist thing, and I think it's a matter of inflection. Like, I think you're – so he says, no matter what side The way Ileana delivers it is that he's Mm -hmm. saying it No, If someone kisses you without your permission, you should be able to make your feelings clear without hurting yourself. You didn't keep your thumb inside your fist, did you? No, dad. That's kind of sweet in a weird way, but I don't think lessons would have helped. And the way you're reading it is like, you didn't keep your hand – no. I know. That's the way Ileana reads it, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's the correct one. I'm not saying she does it correctly, but I'm saying the way Ileana, the audiobook, presents it is that uh, Charlie's giving You're thinking advice. you didn't keep your hand inside your fist, did you? Like, yeah. It, it's did you? That's how it's delivered. I think he's saying. So anyway, for the Maybe, record, okay, so everyone. Ileana giving the poor um, advice. <laughs> yeah. Thumb outside of fist, gang. <laughs> just in case anyone's yes. at all unclear about that. And in case you ever need to punch <laughs> someone, just know. Yeah. <laughs> So now it's time for the graduation party, right? Wait, and Bella- so Edward Edward comes. I just like this moment. Edward comes in and he's like, if you ever deliver her back to me in less than the perfect position that I left her in, I will break your fucking jaw. And I was like, yeah, nice. Yeah. I like this. This is some At antagonism least. I can get behind. And we also, unfortunately, establish the criteria of – He's like – Edward's like, don't kiss her again. And Jacob is like, what if she asks me to? And he's like, wait for her to like ask you to. 
So it should be a given. Unfortunately, we have that criteria now put in. What do you mean? Like Edward gives her his permission, basically, for Jacob to kiss her, like if Bella asks him. Well, yeah. Isn't that just... I know, but it sets up the the manipulation later that happens. (laughs) Anyway, it's time for the convoluted graduation party that Bella obviously doesn't want, but Alice is going to throw anyway. No, no, no. Before this... I'm sorry. No, before this... Well, A, Bella and Edward are making up at one point, making out at one point, and I just like, I, I don't know, I forget what context this comes up in, but I just have the note that like horny Bella is the reason she's considering postponing vampire transformation. She's like, <laughs> oh wait, like what if I want to have sex as a human instead of like, I think because she's like thinking of the newborns and how yeah. they're like, like they have Only like such care about one She's like, oh, I'm not going to care about making out with Edward. <laughs> yeah. Newborns only care about one thing. And Edward has the, Bella has the brain blast. She's like. We know that someone broke into my house, a vampire, and we know that there's lots of vampires in Seattle. What if, what if, this is is pretty crazy here, right? It's pretty crazy. What (laughs) if they're connected? Oh, that's a big one. And no one else has thought of this, like literally. And she tells this to Alice and Alice is like, oh my God, this is revolutionary. But they don't want to tell Edward until after graduation so that they don't like ruin graduation or whatever. He'll freak out. So, but they- this is another one of those things where I'm like, wait, they didn't figure this out until yeah. now. And also, so spoiler alert, yeah. eventually it comes to terms that all three of the things Victoria, the vampire in her room, the vampires in Seattle, they're all connected. Yeah. And I at the, I thought this was the point in which they figure out it's Victoria, but no, they don't even figure no. out it's Victoria until like the day before they the final like, standoff. They're like, oh, Victoria must be like completely out of the picture. Like, why would she care at all? And it's like, why would she not care? Like, what? where do you think she went? What? Yeah. Like, what she do you was think in the happened? area like a week ago. Right. <laughs> like she was like swimming, taking her monthly, her like weekly laps over to Bella, like yeah. about to slurp her up <laughs> after the cliff diving incident. Like, I don't understand. What? Anyway, yeah. so Edward, they go to graduation. Like, Bella's like, oh, Charlie's so mad that like Bella, Edward's riding to graduation with us. Like, oh, so annoying. But I'm like, why the fuck wouldn't Edward just go with his own parents and Alice? Like, what? Like, I don't know. I just want to leave her alone. Jessica, so in the movie, I mean, in the book, Eric is the valedictorian and gives the commencement speech. Um, but in the movies, it is Jessica Stanley because we stand Jessica Stanley in the movies. Mm-hmm. And I would like to say, <laughs> I would like to admit something mildly embarrassing. As someone, I too gave a speech at my high school graduation. And when I was writing that speech, because you had to audition because we didn't have like a valedictorian. You had to audition. And as I was writing the speech, I was like gathering ideas. I watched Jessica (laughs) Stanley's commencement speech in the movie for inspiration. Like I I cannot pretend like I and I to this day legitimately think it's actually a pretty good speech. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> just would I like to get that should. off my chest. As you should, <laughs> Kendrick. Um, also, Bella is like, I have nothing to wear. Like, tip, you know, like Bella, not like her other wardrobe girls, has been, like other girls. Has yeah, depleted. Been <laughs> and Alice kindly gets her a nice little like sweater skirt set. And can I just say that oh this is Forks in June, and we were there in May, and it was like very warm and nice in shorts weather. So, like, I don't think it'd be very pleasant to be wearing a sweater set. To your high school no. graduation underneath a robe. Like, anyway. No. So Alice obviously just want Edward to know, but Edward can read her mind. 
So we find out that this whole time of graduation, she's been translating the battle hymn of the Republic into Arabic. <laughs> and then she moves on to sign language, which is like pretty nice. sick. Like a- Alice nice. sign language, um, Edward too. So Bella then does, she does tell Edward and Edward is like, gotta go, gotta go brood and figure shit out. So Bella is forced to go to dinner with Charlie alone. And they go to the lodge, which is like the only fancy restaurant in town or whatever. And the only reason I bring this up is because so everyone else has gone there because it's the only fancy restaurant in town. And Bella is like, she's done. Like she wants to go back to like, she wants to go to the graduation party. She's like, hey, we got to go. I got to figure out like what's going on. (laughs) And Charlie is just like talking like to all the people all the parents mm-hmm. and he's like socializing and chatting and it gave me such flashbacks yeah to church oh my god <laughs> every sunday when dad would like get his cup of coffee and like be socializing and i would just be like in the corner yeah. like partially hidden behind a plant just being yeah. like i want to go home <laughs> yeah. i want to go home i want to go <laughs> We just it got to cars. the point, listener, that we started to take two cars so that yeah. we could leave him behind. Well, I, mean, well, I mean, it just made sense because he also would like volunteer like afterwards and do some. Yeah, kind he of would like do some like thing. accounting shit for the church. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah just and some. So sometimes we would have to stay like and try to like be busy during while he was doing like right. the account. Like it was so annoying. It's yeah. like I want you to have that time, but also like <laughs> can be I want here. I want to leave. <laughs> I want to go home. Please, I want to go home. <laughs> so funny. See, it, so, uh, that's great. But the, the lodge just reminded me of we had a similar restaurant, oh, and then like, yeah. it, Applebee's became the replacement once it like downsized. Yeah. No, it was a yeah, it was a similar. It was, it was like a family yeah. restaurant because our area used the to be like place. entirely dairy farms like fifty years ago, yeah. and so it that was like still one of the local yeah. dairy farm holdouts. So they had like really good ice cream and also mm-hmm. like dinner. Like, like that's where yeah. everyone went. Yeah, it was like the one like big. Like for, yeah, like after, it was like the like one after like fancy every place. single after like every yeah. single like that's where you play like sports games like fucking yeah. parent teacher night whatever. There's always one in like small towns. Yeah, and we're not even as small as Forks, so like yeah. Now there's like several of them. Now there's like several fancy places to go. Yeah, but none of them are like it's not like the big community gathering spot. We kind of like don't have right. that anymore. I feel no, like we've kind of been splintered. Yeah, like yeah. the theater kids, the sports, like the high school kids go to Applebee's, but like mm-hmm. if you're gonna go somewhere for graduation, there's like 20 different like yeah. restaurants. And so Bella, like this whole time, is like. She just like doesn't want to. She just like wants to go home, and she's like, she's like, I, I picked. I've been picking off pieces of my burger and stuffing them in my napkin when I'm sure Charlie wasn't looking. <laughs> just like this is just like the number like tenth time that like Bella just doesn't eat for some reason. Like it's just it's there's she no reason ever. She like is constantly not eating. That's why she's 110 pounds, I guess. Yeah. So they finally go. Charlie drops her off at the graduation party, and like obviously like gets out of there as soon as possible because he. He and Bella both hate parties, but Bella is the one that always has to go to them because having Alice as a sister-in-law would be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And she goes and is like super sick. Like the belt, like the Cullens have this like long winding like driveway and it's like three miles of lights of like fairy lights in the trees. And it's like uh, so visually cool that they show yeah. up and like the inside of the house has been turned into basically like a nightclub yeah. and it's like it just now you just said it it reminds me of um there's a similar scene i feel like in crazy rich asians like both the book and the movie like oh, where they're yeah, going yeah. to the grandmother's house and it's just like they're they're like in the middle of like the jungle basically but then all of a sudden it's like this crazy yeah. oh awesome the guards house, at the, the gate, lights yeah. and the gardens yeah yeah so they show up um everyone the whole town shows up 
because everyone wants to see the inside of the Cullen's house. Mm -hmm. And then Jacob shows up. Jacob has the nerve to show up to the graduation party. And then he manipulates her into forgiving him and then manipulates her into like being grateful for the ugly ass bracelet he gives her. Yeah, he's basically like he like acts like his feelings are hurt when she's like ignoring him because she's also trying to like Alice. She saw that Alice had a vision right before Jacob and his friends showed mm-hmm. up. So she's like trying to figure she's like, oh, my God, there's like more news. Like I have to go like ask her. So she's trying to find Alice. And Jacob is like, oh, you're hurting my feelings, Bella. And I'm like, well, Jacob, considering that she couldn't hurt your face because you're a werewolf, maybe you deserve to have your feelings hurt a little bit. Yep. And then he gives her that ugly ass bracelet. Well, first he, quote, grabs her good wrist and yanks her through the crowd. Yeah. That's how her, he gets her or She has a bad wrist, listener, just to remind you, because she punched him in the face and broke her thing, her hand. Yeah. After, yeah. Yeah. So he gets her a bracelet that has like a little carved wolf on it, which is actually objectively cool, like a carved wolf. But the bracelet <laughs> itself is very ugly. Isn't it just like a charm bracelet? Yes, but it's an ugly one. What is it? Like in like? the movie, it's ugly. It just has very oh. big like just the chain itself. I mm. Not my t- my taste. And my taste is really the only one that matters here. Basically, all the jewelry in this in this book is ugly as sin. <laughs> like this whole eclipse is like the subtitle for eclipse is like a book of shitty jewelry like that <laughs> like <laughs> yeah that's it um but yeah so the vampires and the werewolves team up in this they decide they're like oh my god the newborn what is it the newborns are coming like the newborns have decided to come for bella the cops are coming the cops are coming the cops are coming, the cops are coming. Mm-hmm. and they're like shit and then the werewolves are like hang on a bunch of vampires that we can actually kill that'll be great and they all decide to team up and bella's like no you guys are all going to get killed and everyone's like shut the fuck up bella and so they all decide to meet after the party for some little newborn fight training yeah i just enjoyed the imagery of like alice it's like alice and jacob are grinning at each other but simultaneously wrinkling their noses against the snow. Yeah. <laughs> They're like gleefully yeah. like, oh, we're going to kick some butt, yeah. Bella also at this point calls the werewolves oversized, overmuscled children. And yes, that's, that's, it, exactly, that's exactly what they are. What they are and who made them like that, Stephanie? Stephanie. Also at this point, right before like the the fight training, is it like fight club's about to begin, Bella now just now figures out. She's like, oh my God, what if it's Victoria? Like- those two things are connected. What if this is connected too? And Edward is like, what an interesting theory. And I'm like, just, you guys are, you're, these these vampires are supposed to be like the smartest beings on the planet. Yeah. Like they're supposed to have the fucking brain processing power of Scarlett Johansson in that movie where she takes that pill that lets her use 100% of her brain. Like that's what <laughs> vampires are supposed to do. But they never use it. No. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're like, oh, this kind of thing happens like all the time with the newborn army. But like once Bella's room came into it and also just like, why have you forgotten about Victoria? Like no one's on Victoria's case, right? Like Eddie spent like six months in New Moon, like ostensibly trying to track her and like failing. When she went to Texas and probably got the idea for the vampire newborn army. Oh my God. Or she went to Texas? That she went to like South. He tracked her to Texas and then she like doubled back, but then he went to Brazil to bruise in an attic. Yeah, with the rats and the, <laughs> and, the, the and the spiders. So they have this training meetup. And I never realized that it's literally at 3 a.m. for some reason. Like, for what? And, like, can I just – like, why are the wolves able to, like, function on so much less sleep than Bella can? Because they, they have, like, super healing. I don't know. 
but why is that part of their that's not like an explicit part of their i don't know it's silly whatever they're the wolves are just observing the vampires like fighting and jasper is giving them all training and i would just like to point out that like in the movie rosalie's look in this scene is top tier like it's absolutely fabulous nikki reed never looks better as rosalie than in this scene wonderful She's just wearing like sporty clothes and a braid, like a loose braid. Like it's just really great. Like great, great, <laughs> great costuming and hair and makeup decision. Fair enough. The the only one in this entire franchise for Rosemary. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. And then at during this training, Bella pets Jacob on the head, like after training to like say goodbye. She's like, goodbye, mm-hmm. Wolf Jacob. And she also thinks, wow, it's so much easier to hang out with Jacob when he can't talk, (laughs) Uh, when he can't, like, pressure me into doing things I don't want to do. But also, I can't stop thinking (laughs) about how (laughs) in the movie, because the wolves are CGI, like, the behind the scenes of this scene of her petting Jacob is just, like, this poor man (laughs) in a green morph suit, like, bending over so that Kristen Stewart can pet his head. (laughs) Oh my god. I was just like, how did any like that's why actually all the actors in the Twilight movies like constantly look so constipated. It's because like they're struggling so hard to like hold in a laugh. My god. (laughs) The whole time. Anyways, the next day, Bella has slept the whole day long. She wakes up, she makes Pop Tarts. Rachel, how do you feel about the fact that she puts the Pop Tarts in the toaster? She toasts the Pop Tarts. Yeah, I literally, I honestly did not think that anyone toasted Pop-Tarts. And I was like, literally like, wow, it's so bold of like the makers of Pop-Tarts to name and brand their entire thing around something that no one would ever do. But apparently some people do toast Pop-Tarts. I don't know. I'm intrigued. As long as you eat the iced ones, like I can respect you, like whatever, hot, cold. For me, Pop-Tarts have always been like a road snack. Like I'm never just going to sit down and eat a Pop-Tart at home. It's like you take it to school, you take it in the car. Like it's not, so it can't be toasted. And I once ate so many strawberry Pop-Tarts on a road trip that they made me carsick and then I haven't eaten a Pop-Tart since. <laughs> frosted strawberry and frosted cinnamon um, Yeah, the cinnamon like marshmallow. Brown yeah. sugar. Not marshmallow. No, cinnamon brown sugar. There's a s'mores one that's yeah, pretty good. I don't good. like – I don't know. But anyway – Good for Bella. Okay. So Edward is like, can I give you a gift for your char bracelet? He doesn't give it to her yet, but basically he gives her like an ugly ass diamond heart, which just like further, further emphasizes how ugly the jewelry is in this <laughs> fucking book. And uh, my question for you is he's constantly like, oh no, they're just hand-me-downs. Like they're from my mom. Like mm-hmm. I have, for some reason, I have my mom's jewelry collection. Like, so do we think that's true? I don't know. I mean, or do we think he's just like secreting diamonds onto her and telling her that they're handmade? <laughs> yeah, because like, how? Because I thought his parents were like not super like this. No, is just, no, no. Bella's he was like, like he was like upper middle class, but not like. But Bella's like this must be a five carat diamond if it's a diamond, which is insane. Like how like a five carat diamond today is like I mean depending on the cut I guess, but like that's like fucking yeah, like that's insane. So like I mean on the one hand there's like no reason he couldn't have gotten um his mom's ring. Also, like, why would she have that? Why would his mom have like a random diamond charm? <laughs> yeah, like maybe in the he shape got of a heart. Into it, I don't like, know. But then, but like the description of the engagement ring, which I guess we'll talk about in next episode, like it doesn't sound like a engagement ring that would exist in the Edwardian era. <laughs> no. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I don't he know. I think ex- Edward's full of shit. <laughs> I think Edward's full of shit. I don't think he would explicitly lie. Like that's not his. Mo is like to maybe maybe lie. what happened was that Carlisle felt so bad about like 
robbing Edward of his life that he actually bought a bunch of diamonds and was like, these were your parents. This was your, these were your mom's diamonds. And Edward's like a little boy. He has like no idea. Yeah, Edward's like, okay. <laughs> Not going to question anything Carlisle says ever. And then Edward's telling her, he's like telling her all that. He's like, yeah, looking in the wolf's head, like it's like a soap opera, like all the shit that like goes down. And so we, we learn about two things here that frankly would have made much more interesting books. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We learn that Leah's a werewolf. This is when we learn. Um, and then we also learn about Embry's like secret parentage. Oh, yeah. So basically, so you know, we know that Leah and Sam dated and that Emily was Leah's cousin. And now poor Leah has to be a werewolf and not only be in Sam's head, but have Sam and everyone else be in her head. And Edward's basically like, she's making life so much harder for the rest of them. Like, I don't think she deserves your sympathy. Like, she's being deliberately malicious. And I'm like, all right. Or we could acknowledge that this is extremely shitty like why are we immediately turning on leah it's been like less than a year yeah you know like or it's been like a year basically since like sam dumped her like she's she's allowed to still (laughs) be upset about it and i guess she's being like mean to the rest of them like unrelated from that but like I don't know. I can't I just imagine feel like that they were nice to her. Like right. I, don't I just know. feel like there's probably extenuating circumstances. Like she's being mean to them because they're constantly having obnoxious thoughts. But like they're like, no, I'm not. Like I'm just being totally normal, and she's overreacting. But like yeah. I don't know. I feel like Leo's totally justified. I feel like they're For all sure. being dicks. They're probably also all being weird because like she constantly has to like essentially get naked in front of them. Right. And they're probably like super weird yeah. about that too. Yeah. Like just super weird about the fact that like there's a girl in their boys club. Right. 100%. Like again, like again, what was the point of creating this character entirely to shit on her? Like there's no other story arc here. Um, And then the Embry thing is that – so we mentioned earlier that all the wolves are descended from that one guy, right? So they all have to like come from like – and so the only three remaining people in that previous generation were Billy Black, Old Quill, and Sam's dad. But Embry, his mom came from another tribe and like moved to the Quillie Reservation. And so everyone assumed that like his his like bio dad was from the other tribe. But then Embry turned into a fucking wolf. So they're like, all right, well, that that leaves only three possibilities. Like his dad has to either be Billy Black, Quill, or Sam's dad, all of whom were married at the time. And yeah. so they all like Sam's dad is like shitty, like he left. So they want to assume like, it's him. Them, basically. But yeah. but also I'm like you also thought it was impossible for it to be girls, for girls to be wolves until like a week ago. So like why couldn't there be some other situation where yeah, like I the gene is understand. dormant and like it comes to light, like right. it could have been some ancestor. It's been like a thousand years, let's say, like give or take, like at least probably right. a thousand years since the OG werewolf. And like the Emery's mom came from, what is it, the Macaw tribe, which is yeah. which is described in the legends, like the right. Williams and the Macaws, like in this, the they've world. Been tight I don't for know a long whether time. this is act- Yeah, like they've been next to each other. You're mm-hmm. telling me that, like, not once right. one of the Quilly, like, there wasn't like intermarriage, like, right. intermixing. You could like, so easily, like, like, the werewolf, if we're, if like in the modern day and like whatever, like, the werewolf gene doesn't turn on unless there's vampires nearby, why couldn't there have been the gene and then his, like, ancestor just didn't happen to be around when the Cullens came by yeah. the last time, right? And so it yeah. never turned on, but he still has it. Like, like, I just don't just understand, no- like, the implication that this werewolf gene is exclusively contained to the Quileutes is that the Quileutes are incredibly inbred. Right. Right. The implication that it's exclusive to the Quileutes who happen to still be living on the reservation in 2005. 
Like that's the thing. Yes. Like how there must have been people. Like not everyone exactly. Like it's not like they weren't allowed to like it's not like no one could it ever doesn't move make any in sense. or out. It doesn't no, it's stupid. No. Whatever. Um, anyway, I would like a book any about like <laughs> Embry's mm-hmm. parent. Like the genetic the trip to the DNA test. Right. <laughs> or like, Embry. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah, like come on. Why does no one I, I don't know. I guess DNA tests in this Or just situation. cop to it. Frankly, like, why right. doesn't Billy cop? Like, if it's Billy, like, his wife is, like, not to be a dick, but his wife is dead. Yeah. Well, that well, it actually would just mean that it's not any of them, you know? Like, right, yeah, like why, why are we just assuming, fucking cop to it? I don't know. I guess you can't really do a DNA test when they have, like, 27 chromosomes or whatever. I mean, like, Carlisle could because he does a DNA test true. on, like, all yeah. of them. So. Yeah, what the hell? God. Yeah, whatever. I didn't think of that. <sighs> whatever this is at the time that bella um she asked edward to stay with her during the fight because she's like i don't want you to get hurt and you said like with the wolves it's gonna be super easy yeah she does a pretty good job like i feel like this is a, an edward level convoluted argument that she yeah. then flips around on him because she's yeah. like either she, like, leads him into a trap and she's yeah. like surely it's not this easy like surely he's he's gonna see this coming but then yeah. she's like either it's more dangerous than you want me to know in which case it would help for me to be there in the clearing so that like i can distract them or it'll be so easy that someone, aka you, could sit out. And Edward's like, ah, oh, you got me there, like rats. <laughs> and this is this starts their whole like compromise. They love saying the word compromise, their new buzzword from here on out. Yeah. Like Edward's like, you gave me two alternatives and I chose the one I could live with. That's how compromise is supposed to work. Me, 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 me. Edward's like, I'm so healthy. We're communicating. Like, and look at me. Get ready to be sick of me. Me being the word compromise. <laughs> yeah. Um, and horny Bella has been dormant like f- briefly up until now. And she's like br- awakening from her slumber mm-hmm. at this agreement because Edward and Bella are going to have like a two day sleepover basically. And then uh, we'll end on this. Um, they have like a second fight club night um, and Jacob hums as like mm-hmm. sort of like he and Bella are communicating and it is wilder than a cat's purr. So, but conveying the same sense of contentment. Yes. Yes. Purring. So important. Jacob is actually a cat in a dog's body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, that's an insult to cats. So I don't know what the <laughs> fuck he is. He's like a fucking swan in a in a in a wolf's body. <laughs> He's just Do an asshole purr? in a cuddly form. Yeah. No, but swans are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, on that note. Anyway, and on that note, we're wrapping up. <laughs> Tune in for part three. Yeah. <laughs> Allison, where can they find us? On Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at We Read It One Night. On Twitter at We Read It Podcast. And you can email us, We Read It One Night at gmail.com to let us know if you, what did I ask people to, to tell? Oh, let us know whether you think Taylor Swift is gay. Um, and also let us know any listener suggestions for books that you would like us to do. This whole summer we've been doing listener suggestions summer, so keep them coming. Um, also, we have merch on Redbubble. I, I always forget to mention it, but it's always in the show notes. You can buy some pretty sick merch, and I am probably going to add some more soon, possibly by the time this episode comes out. Who knows? And that's it. That's all. Also, leave us a rating and review wherever you Wherever you listen, Rachel, what can they put in their review as a little nod that they're leaving the review during this episode? Hmm. The phone number to your local domestic violence. (laughs) 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 You can text 911 in a lot of places nowadays, people. It's true.
Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, they could put... What animal do you think is living inside Jacob's bowl form? <laughs> <laughs> what animal do you think Jacob's... What <laughs> city do you think Leah should move to when she finally gets free yes. of this hellhole? Yes. Yeah. And if you would like to add some spicy thing, who do you think should be her girlfriend? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it doesn't have to just be like... We, we'll open it up to like the floor of You can make an original character. Original like, characters. feel free. Yeah. 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 Taylor Swift and Leah... Mm. match made in heaven it's all coming together it's all <laughs> oh, coming yeah. together. It's all. oh yeah it's all coming together <laughs> yeah all right. cats go coming note. next time yep. godspeed comrades godspeed godspeed